You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. Julie Hook is uh, the pastor at our congregation on Topohocken. Am I saying that right? Tupohocken? Which one is it? I see. Topohocken? Yeah. She'll tell you how to say it. But she's here with us tonight um, to uh, stir up a little conversation among us as we started a new season of dialogue and questions. So please give a warm welcome to Julie Hope. Thank you. It's good to be here. I really am glad to be here. I've seen people tonight already that I haven't seen in a long time. So uh, I am, but I'm your pastor too. We are one church in four congregations. So uh, once a quarter, the pastors rotate uh, for these Sunday meetings so that we get a chance to see you and be seen just in a regular kind of way and to express our, um, just our common life together because uh, even though I'm not here at this building with you all the time, I am one of your pastors, and it's an honor to be that. Um, and so I'm glad to be here tonight. Like Ben said, we, um, across the whole church, all of our congregations are doing this. So Johnny Rashid is at West Tulpahocken right now answering questions. Um, and we decided this this week that would just be an Ask Me Anything week. Uh, as an expression of our dialogue. We say that dialogue keeps us connected and protects our gravity as a people. And so we, ha- we, we dialogue about a lot of things all the time. Um, and we wanted to demonstrate that in this meeting by just having an open ask me anything uh, back and forth. And that's going to launch us into this the rest of the summer up to the fall is, is a, a series of where our talks are going to be so, a question someone asked. So those talks will, uh, we're collecting questions now. And we have a lot of really good ones. Um, and it gives us an opportunity to ponder what you're asking and prepare a talk in advance. Tonight is not like that, which I admit is not um, particularly very comfortable for me. I am um, I'm an introvert, believe it or not, um, and I'm not always quick on my feet, but I, I, I know many of you, and I trust the Spirit of God among us, so um, you may ask a question that I open up and toss back to you so that we can have a dialogue back and forth. Um, I actually, I hope it will be like that. Because when celebrities or experts do these ask me anythings, they, they're just so interesting and people want to ask them, um, things. The, the pastors are not celebrities and we're not experts either. So, um, you know, we, we're doing this as a way of demonstrating our conviction about dialogue because the spirit of God is at work among us. And, um, so, I hope you'll be a part of that tonight. I know you will be. Um, and I just want to ask you to consider, um, to ask encouraging questions that will like build everybody up. Um, 
something that every it will benefit everybody to hear. It might be something that you are curious about, that you've been pondering. Uh, it might be something specific to me that I could speak to or tell you about, especially if you don't know me. I'm, I'm here to know you and to be known. Uh, you're not trying to trap me, okay? Can we just agree on that, Jimmy? <laughs> I don't have all the answers, um, but we will we'll work this out together. And I probably, I won't give a mini sermon. That's not really my, my thing. Um, so my answers might be brief. And again, an opportunity for back and forth. And if something I say does not sit well with you, I hope that you know that the conversation continues and you will keep talking to me and one another and asking God. Um, because again, more of what I'm doing, I don't know if I said this, is responding to you, not necessarily giving you an answer. Does that make sense? Um, I have a seven, uh, an eight-year-old, excuse me. I have a 10-year-old and an eight-year-old. And my eight-year-old son asks very good questions, like deep, spiritual, <laughs> very thoughtful questions, usually at bedtime, like right, right when he's supposed to be going to sleep. And he knows that I can't resist. So he inevitably gets like more time as we sit and talk together. But he is, he is, um, probably regularly um, dissatisfied with my responses because I often say, I don't know. Or, you know, I wonder about that too. Isn't that a mystery? And he, he says, Mom, you're the pastor. You're supposed to know everything. <laughs> so you might also feel dissatisfied. Um, but... I would rather, this is, this is kind of, I'm explaining this story because what I do with him, I would rather that he ask me questions that I cannot answer because we're having a dialogue. It gives me a window into his mind and his heart and, um, he gets to, to see that being the pastor doesn't mean being an expert and it is about, um, curiosity and mystery and wonder at our relationship with God and God's relationship to us. So I hope that we can get to the spirit of that tonight, too, as we wonder together. So that being said, is that enough, hopefully, to get us started? Rod, you have a question already? Okay, here goes. Oh, good. <laughs> Metaphysics, he says. That's where we're starting tonight. <laughs> Yes. Um, one thing that comes to mind very recently, uh, someone came to our meeting, our Sunday meeting, um, actually the first time, for the first time, um, although they've been connected to Circle of Hope, and um, he was he was alarmed. He said, "Why is Circle of Hope so political?" He was alarmed at um, the, the discussion in the meeting, and 
what we were doing in the meeting together was we actually um, organized the evening to be music and dialogue and writing. We talked about the psalms and how there are psalms of lament and what a psalm of lament is. And then we actually gave people space to write their own psalm of lament. And then people shared them. They didn't have to, but they were invited to throughout worship. And as people were reading their laments, there are so many things that people were lamenting um, that felt very political to him, and that made him uncomfortable. And he thought, we talked later, and he thought that um, politics and the church should be separate. And... Um, it was a challenging conversation. I don't think I convinced him differently, um, but I think the idea is that, like, we, we say that we are, um, we're convicted to speak up about things that oppress people, for example, things that Jesus cares about in Scripture. We take the Sermon on the Mount literally. You know, we're, we're trying to um, love our enemies, and so... All of those things by nature are political, but not necessarily um, um, politics, right? Or, or um, partisan, right? They might, they might look, appear partisan in some way, but we're not aligning ourselves with any particular party as if the party themselves will change, save us or um, change the world. We're aligning ourselves with Jesus. And because Jesus is our king, the church is by nature political. Um, so that was a, an example of a challenging conversation. Thanks, Rod. Howard. I was wondering if you tell us a little about like, your faith, uh, how you grew up like in faith, I guess, like your, what that culture was like. Second part, uh, I remember we were considering becoming a pastor. I think I remember saying, but like how you grew up, your culture wasn't like encouraging to women pastors, and how I don't know if you would, how you worked through some of that stuff. Thanks. Howard is asking um, if I could talk about, and I'm going to move the microphone as I do this. If I could talk about. Um, being raised in the church and what that, what messages I got, um, particularly about women pastors. And sorry, there was another part at the beginning of that question. How I was brought up in faith. Yeah. So um, I was brought up in the church. Um, my family is I've been um, many generations of my family are Christians, and. Um, I think what um, a challenge that I had in my faith growing up is that I really wanted to get it right. I really, this kind of aligns with my personality and also with messages I got about um, who God is and how I relate to God. So I wanted to get it right and I wanted to do the right thing all the time. And um, it really, I, I, I think that my, Faith journey shifted significantly in my adult life as I came to Philadelphia and I was doing work as a social worker and I was just seeing um, how impossible it was for so many people, including myself, to get it right. There's so many reasons. There's so many systems. There's so many layers to why we don't get it right. And it just seemed like this doesn't align with 
Like, how how do we relate to God and how does God relate to us? This is very boiled down um, summary, but Circle of Hope was instrumental in my um, journey to discover and experience God's grace. I knew about grace. Grace was talked about in my upbringing, but I didn't have a lot of um, lived experience of it. Mostly, I knew about how to get things right or be in trouble when you get things wrong um, and feel so much shame because of it. Um, And as I moved into this community and got enveloped and invited to kind of move in personally and emotionally and also like literally in different roles within the church, the more in I got, the more I had to come face to face with um, some of that stuff that I was running up against and my failure to be able to meet it all. And what I was met with in response was continual grace and love. And I started to realize like this is what this means. This is, this is God's grace at work. It's not about getting it all right. So um, I thank God for you and for this community because it was really transformational for me. And then the second half of the question, I am going a little long here, sorry. (laughs) But the second half of the question is, um, I never envisioned myself being a pastor. I I was a social worker. I went back to, I worked for a number of years after my um, undergrad. And I went back to school for a clinical license um, because I wanted to... um, I wanted to help, uh, I wanted to do clinical work with folks and help people who um, were struggling in patterns and um, needed healing and wanted to, um, yeah, that's that's summary. So after that, um, at the same time, I was in this parallel journey with Circle of Hope. And we, as you probably know, um, grow and multiply ourselves and our congregations in a way that call people into their gifts and their fullness. So this was happening at the same time, and I was being invited into um, ways to serve and love and grow the church. And I realized, oh, people actually need, therapy is really important. It's extremely important, but people actually need the church. They need Jesus and the body of Christ to um, live out healing um, it's one thing to go through that process in, in a clinical relationship one-on-one, and it's another thing to experience it in a community of people. So I realized that, my, along with many other things, um, I was what I really wanted to do was to grow the church and make disciples of Jesus. I want to, I want to follow oh, up. I did. I think I'll touch that. Okay. It was a big transition that you went through, um, and moving away, I think, from even doctrinal stuff you have been taught about women's place mm-hmm. and what was not in women's place, and then finding your gifts and even the calling of the body to sort of contradict some of that. Mm-hmm. So that big internal as well as external transition as you move into being this our pastor, and I've lived into that now for quite a while. Years. Three years. Yeah. 
Gwen is asking about how I was raised with the doctrine that women should not be pastors and um, this role was not for me and how I got to this point of saying yes and actually being in this role. Um, it is a big question, so I'm pausing to consider what highlight I can tell you. Um, it, there was a process of like, uh, re-evaluating the doctrine that I grew up with and study. So that happened. Um, but also, I think the... Um, I don't know if this gets at your question exactly, but I'm, I'm thinking about there was a point in uh, our process to multiply where we called out apprentice pastors. So there was a small group of us who were called out as apprentice pastors to go through a discernment process together and with the whole church. And during that year, um, there were a number of things that I felt like God was speaking to me about. And I, I wrote them down because I wanted to remember. Um, I didn't know what the I didn't know what the outcome would be. I wasn't sure that I would end up being the pastor. We were all discerning together, but I was hearing from God um, I hope I can remember these four things. One was to get out of debt. Isn't that strange? This seems like tangential. But I, we were paying off my student loans and making an intentional effort towards that. And there was just so many things that confirmed that. Pay this off. Get out of debt. Oh, no debt to anyone but the debt of love. That's what kept coming back to me. So I wrote about that, and we were working on that very um, intentionally. I... Um, was hearing from God about how my relationship with Steve and our marriage, how flexible it is. And, and I specifically remember writing, our system can handle change. And I started to notice that in lots of ways, that, that we can parent differently together, we relate to each other, our relationship is growing and changing. And it turns out that's obviously very essential <laughs> to an, a major life change and you know, ministry calling. Um, so I, I journaled about that over time. Um, I remember very specifically hearing from God about my children, that God would take care of my kids, that I could not do it all. I, I was not meant to do it all, nor could I. And I had so many practical examples, I just started writing them down every time it happened. To my surprise, in, in ways that I could not have anticipated or even asked for, God was providing for my kids beyond my capacity. Is that four? Three. There's one more. I don't remember what it is right now. But anyway, those were, those were points of um, God meeting me in this journey, aside from like doctrinal study. Rob. What's one of the most fun moments you've had since you've become a pastor? 
What's one of the most fun moments I've had? Um, well, this one comes to mind because it was so recent. We just moved our congregation from Ridge Avenue. We were renting a space from an Episcopal church on Ridge Avenue in Roxborough. And we'd been looking and looking and looking for a bigger space. We just moved to West Talpahawken in Germantown. And it's in a big, it's a big house that has a parish hall attached to it and uh, a, a parking lot and a big front porch. And so the second week we were there, we planned, we planned to make a splash in the neighborhood. So we wanted to have a splash party. And we flyered all around. We invited friends and neighbors. And um, I'm forgetting now how many. I think 140 people came. Yeah, that's right. It, it was, I mean, I met everybody. And I, and I learned their names. And I wrote them down. Because I told them, we want to know you. That's why we're here. We're so glad you're here. It was a lot of fun. There were kids everywhere. The porch was packed. We were grilling. I think John Ware grilled like... Um, probably 140 hot dogs in about an hour and a half. and um, But it was just really exciting and affirming. Like this move, this is, you know, God is with us and there's new opportunities and new connections happening. Mark. We worked with uh, the new vibrant West Point Church State to the South Philadelphia Church. We can write a letter. Oh, wow. Like encouragement and also maybe something to light fire. Mark's asking, what would the West Talpahawken congregation write to the South Broad congregation um, in a letter? Um, and I would say that I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, for the witness that you have. I tell your story to people who have never met you, of the transformation that you've made of this place of death, this literal funeral home, and a place of death into a place of life. And um, those seeds that you scattered, I don't remember how many seed packets you all handed out to meet your neighbors. <laughs> Anybody remember? Wasn't it thousands? Yeah, like 10,000. <laughs> those 10,000 <laughs> seeds that you scattered... <laughs> Um, you, you know, we have no idea, um, what God will do, but it is, it is God who waters. And so what you, what you are planting, um, may it take root and multiply. And just to add another little story to that, a friend of mine who I worked with, uh, over a decade ago reached out to me by text last week. And she sent me Mark 4, the parable of the sower. And she said, Julie, I read this. Last I knew, by the way, she was Buddhist. She said, Julie, I read this, and I thought of you guys. This is what you guys do. Circle of Hope does this. You scatter seeds. And I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> and then we had this exchange, and I called her, and she came to my cell last week. And afterwards, she told a couple people, she said, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going on, but something, something shifted in me, and I'm going to be back. So keep scattering your seeds. <laughs> what do we want next for West Tulpahawken besides a deed of sale? That is true. We want to buy the building that we are in. Almost every week, someone says, Oh, if we owned this building, we could do this or we could do that. So there's all this 
um, creativity and ideas brewing. But aside from buying the building, if we do get to do that, um, we are praying about a cell in every Northwest neighborhood. Um, cells move sometimes, you know, and we, at one point we had cells in uh, a number of different neighborhoods. We're not in all those neighborhoods because maybe they needed a new host and they shifted. Um, so with this, um, with this focus towards the fall and this next year focusing on uh, renewing our cell movement, we're praying about a cell in every Northwest neighborhood and even surrounding um, suburbs would be great. There are plans in the works for one on Eastern's campus already, again, in the fall when the students return. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.